over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Hey, y'all. Welcome to every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We're here this morning to inform, protect, and entertain you, each and every one of you, on your favorite topic, your house, your home, your castle, or your cabin. We've been voted Arizona's number one homeowner resource and contractor referral directory in the state of Arizona for 14 years running. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us here at Rosie on the House. And here's how you do that. We'd welcome your phone call now at one 767 4348 That's one 888 my name Rosie, the number four and the letter U. one 888 rosie for you Allow me the privilege of putting my team's 48 years of experience building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. Whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here all your life, no matter where you are or what you want to do, chances are I've probably already tried it a time or two, or I know somebody who has, and I can get you steered in the right direction. one 767 One of the ways we reach out and try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend is with our weekly email subscription-only newsletter. It gives you a preview of what's coming up each Saturday morning, along with some other uh, you know, listener promotions and uh, items that we do outside of home improvement, like the Arizona Staycation and the Restaurant Roundup, things that uh, revolve around our quality of life. But if you got that newsletter, you know that today in our 9 o'clock hour right now, our, what we call our open home hour, I'm sorry, that's a 10 o'clock hour, or on the house hour at 9 o'clock, uh, we're talking about the water quality in your home. And we've got, uh, I'm, I'm just going to, Say this, uh, Mr. Owens. Well, we got Arizona royalty in the studio with us this morning. Water, right. water his, royalty. His grandmother, great grandma, great grandma, competed in the first Prescott Rodeo in the eighteen forty-three. What happened is, is my family uh, came to the U.S. in seventeen sixty, and that was first ones born, and they came to Arizona in eighteen sixty. And my great grandma, all the men in their family died when she was fourteen years of age. She started running a ranch, and it basically uh, ended up being the first lady in the Prescott Rodeo. <laughs> that's a that is royalty. That's <laughs> a, that's an awesome story. And yeah. as uh, he left, as Julie left the studio, he mentioned that he and Kevin Rogers, who was the longest standing Farm Bureau president uh, for over twelve years, uh, you know, y'all grew up together. Yeah, I knew t- Kevin since he was a youngster. We went to Tolleson High School together. Small world. Welcome to the broadcast, and we're talking water quality. The whole month. We're talking water the whole month. We're talking water the whole month of August. We've got a huge lineup of experts to talk to us about water starting in the Colorado River and then through the CAP and up through the wells and delivered to the meter at your house. Today, we're going to talk about the water that's delivered to your house. What, you, what options are available for you to take the water that's being delivered and refine it or treat it 
in any way that you'd like to treat it. So John Owens, water consultant from Connecticut Water Systems, is here to answer any question you might have about rumors you've heard of what what some equipment will or won't do. We'd welcome the call. You can give us a ring at one 767 Well, Mr. John, we elected to cover water this month, and so that creates a flurry of research back in June, May, June. And I stumbled across something in the water treatment business I heretofore was completely unaware of. PFAS? Yes. What is that? Polyfluoroalkyl substances, and it's basically found in uh, most commonly uh, firefighting foam. It's uh, in military bases. You see it in a number of different, uh, there's over 4,700 PFAS compounds, and it's new. It's so new that just on June 15th this year, the EPA issued uh, drinking water health, health they, what they call water health advisories for PFAS, and uh, it just came out. And most contaminants are measured in parts per million. Uh, you have things that are more serious, basically like arsenic is measured in parts per billion, and this is measured in parts per trillion. And oh. the, limit, the limit is 70 parts per trillion is the maximum limit by the U.S. EPA. And they've just, they've just come up with it yeah, in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's a health advisory. It's not a mandate yet. And uh, it's only because this is an evolving thing and evolving science. So they're coming up with protocols for testing and protocols for treatment. So uh, basically it's a developing thing. It's been around for a long time. Uh, in Romy's the one that triggered the questioning when he was when he was asking about forever chemicals. Yeah. And I'd it, never heard that term either. And and that's one of the things that they uh, uh, call them as forever chemicals because they last so long. Uh, well, when it's get it, when easier to say than polyfluorocolloidal <laughs> compounds. <laughs> well, they, well, what they did is they started going away from those, and so they have uh, what they call PV, PFBS, and that's hexafluoropropylene oxide. And basically, now they started using what they call Gen X chemicals. And Gen X chemicals are basically uh, perfluorobutane sulfate, and that's slightly less toxic. But the reason why they call them Gen X chemicals is because they're going to be around for the next generation to develop. But you find them in cardboard boxes, food containers, and restaurants. They're very. I, com- I thought it was interesting. One of the things the EPA said to, to avoid exposure to PSAs is eat fast food less often. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of interesting. We'll, we'll get to more of this. I really want to cover this in great detail, but I've invited callers to call, and we've got a great call okay. online. Someone brand new okay. to a water softener in their home. Let's see if we okay. can visit with Miss Claudette. Okay. Good morning. Well, good morning. good morning. Thanks for the call. Oh, thank you for taking my call. So I'm renting a house. It's a new build house, and um, I feel blessed that I was able to get into it. Um, however, it's got a soft water system, and I've never had to deal with that. I grew up here in Phoenix drinking out of the garden hose as a kid. So uh, <laughs> having soft water is something that's totally new to me. And um, it's so it's a silver, and I'm sorry, I'm not near my house right now, but there's a silver tank, and then there's a black plastic container and they the owners left me a little piece of paper on what i'm supposed to do but i am not clear on their instructions um and i know i'm supposed to put salt in there somewhere but i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> all right all right claudette hang on i know you're driving just 
keep the volume up, and here we go. Uh, John, you got four minutes to take her through water softener ownership 101. Okay. <laughs> well, the, it, it, basically, the first thing to do is, is most likely you have a softener, but we can't be sure until we take a look. But the skinnier tank, the more narrow tank, is what we call a resin tank, and it, had, it has a cation exchange resin inside now. Uh, sometimes it can have a multimedia tank inside there. On the top is going to be a controller, and adjacent is going to be a salt tub. So effectively, if the system is turned on and working, water goes in, hardness attaches, and the water runs back out. On the top is some type of controller. It reaches into the adjacent or surrounding tub that has sodium chloride, potassium chloride, or hydrochloric acid. They're all just salt. And the salt in the water is kind of like the water you gargle with when you have a sore throat. The salt in the water is used to clean the resin, and then fresh water is used to rinse the salt down the drain. That's the essence, the way it's supposed to be working. Now, whether it's turned on and programmed correctly and that kind of thing is unknown. So what I would do is if there's a name or a number on there, I would contact them. If not, what I would do is go to the Rosie Referral Network and contact any of the Rosie partners like ourselves. And what we can do is come out, take a peek at it, and see what's up and show you what you have and how to maintain it. And one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, the loop, which is kind of necessary because once we've softened the water, a lot of time when we get that soft water into our kitchen area, we're going to want to RO it. And we'd, we would want to walk this house and take a full assessment of any and all equipment she may have in there. Yeah, and normally when we go to a house and do an assessment, the first thing we do is we look at the pipe size, the pipe construction, the water pressure. We look at the grounding of the house. We end up looking at the, as it affects the plumbing, we check, look at the fixture unit count and the total water chemistry and take all those things into account. And Rosie mentioned the word loop. And that's one of the things that gets very confusing for a lot of people. They go, do I need a loop? Do I have to have a loop? What in the world is a loop? And a loop is nothing special. It's similar to a fan is pre-wired. If your house and you buy an option to have pre-wiring for a fan, when you build a house or remodel a house, they have an option of a soft water loop. And doesn't mean you need to get a softener. That provides a central place to be able to treat the water. And typically, only about 20% of the houses in Arizona actually have a soft water loop. So the vast majority of houses we encounter don't have a loop. So if you don't have a loop, no big deal. You can still take. You can still benefit from good water. We will just take a look at it, see how it is. And if you do have a loop, the upside is it makes a nice, clean, neat install. But you don't have to have a loop. Miss Claudette, I basically grew up here in Maricopa County as well, got here in the mid-60s, and never experienced soft water until Jennifer and I. Actually, Romy got one first after he moved out and put one in his house and talked about it and raved about it so much. And Jennifer and I finally bit the bullet about 15 years ago and added. So I'd never go back to not living with soft water. I mean, I, I love the fact I'm my skin is so much less dry yeah. just in the showers. And I, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Rosie, but believe it or not, I, my family's been here for a long time. And a lot of people tell me, hey, when I was a kid, we drank out of a garden hose, drank, yeah. out, of, drank out of the condensate well, yeah. line of the cooler or swam in the canal and drank the yeah. water. Your family's <laughs> been so long, you, you guys were drinking out of the cattle trough. <laughs> 
But basically, we've evolved a generation or two, so we also rode in the back of pickup trucks, and now we ride in the cab and have an airbag and a seatbelt. Yeah. So hopefully we evolve and get smarter over time. And literally, it's, a, it's, uh, it's very beneficial to have a trained professional come to your house, go to the Rosie Referral Network. And the good thing about Rosie is he vets all of the contractors. They're all licensed bonded contractors. So the law in Arizona requires you to be in this industry to be a licensed bonded yeah. contractor. And there's probably some 3,000 companies that are out there, and there's less than 11 that are licensed bonded contractors that do what we do in Arizona. Great point. Great point. Claudette, I hope that helps. If you'd like to get on and ask a question, we're going to take a break right now. It's a great opportunity to dial one 767 My wife, Sweet Jennifer, will grab your name, and we'll get you on air just as quick as we can. There's a couple open lines you can jump on now. One triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Talking water treatment. Let's let's get all the myths and bad information cleared up. I'm drifting into deep water. I'm starting to care for you. All month long here at Rosie on the House, we'll be talking about water. If you get our home maintenance calendar, you'll see in there a number of ways to save on your water conservation from Water Use It Wisely. They will be joining us in studio to wrap up the entire water topic on how to to save and conserve at your home. Right now, we're talking about the water at your home at the point of tap and making sure it's as clean and pure as you desire for your, your home and your family. And uh, one of the things that triggered it was these forever chemicals, PFAS, and two uh, interesting articles. One out of Water Online talks about an uh, area of Massachusetts that's contaminated by an organic composting <clears throat> facility, a 240-acre uh, facility called Mass Natural, uh, is is the lead suspect in this forever chemicals that are ending up. Uh, and the local water supply, unbeknownst to them, just because of the material that they bring in outside and compost, you know, those forever chemicals are in those, and they just leach through and, and end up in the water supply. And then uh, our Tucson affiliate, KNST, in one of their newsletters this week, posted an article stating the environment and science technology found that levels of uh, forever chemicals in rainwater often exceeds the EPA's lifetime drinking water health advisory levels. So even the rainwater. <laughs> yeah, there it, it, it's it's one of those things. It's it's everywhere, and in fact, locally here in town, uh, in Luke Air Force Base, and the firefighting foam, it got into the groundwater, and they ended up buying bottled water for five thousand local houses and then also on the east coast wow. one of the major manufacturers it was a, as a result of lots of litigation ended up having to buy a water system for twenty five thousand houses as a mitigation factor so it's a big deal what's the term for that john i know your industry has a term that escapes me right now like end of use final point oh we, we have uh, water treatment is divided up into what we call point of entry and point of use okay and so point of entry is is what it, what it sounds like right at the point of entry at the loop or at where the water begins point of use is at the individual individual sink so like okay. a kitchen sink now what ends up happening is the the cities do a in my opinion they do a darn good job 
So locally in Arizona, the cities do a good job as far as uh, bringing water in compliance primarily with the EPA primary drinking water standards. They also belong to the American Water Works Association, and the American Water Works Association position is they believe in consumer choice, meaning from the meter box to the house. At that point, the consumer has a choice as to how good they would like to make their water and what level of treatment they require. And every city ends up doing a, if they have more than 15 taps, they do issue a report called a consumer confidence report. So you can go to the City of Phoenix website, for example, and look at a document called the Consumer Confidence Report, and it's the average over the last 36 months. And they'll, the first paragraph usually says our water complies with all federal state standards. Usually, standard. yeah, usually uh, the second par- unless you live in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the second the second paragraph tells you a little bit, and it says except for the following persons under the age of 15 or the age of 60, we could have new compromise individuals wow. accept. So what they do is, is in my opinion, they do a good job given the resources they, do. they have. Well, they do. And they don't want to buy water filtration for all their water users yeah, like that it, other place. Well, it's, well, it's <laughs> so not they, it's not realistic to expect. They're watching it close. Yeah, it's not realistic because of the volume of water uh, to expect them to give a bottled water. But what they do is they're, they're going to give you the best water they possibly can. Now, if you're interested, if you have concerns about aesthetics, taste, and odor, or you have concerns about specific implications, or you have health concerns because of people in your home, then you can end up going to a local lab and have it tested. We suggest using uh, uh, like Chandler Analytical or IAS Laboratories or Battelle uh, Institute, and you could end up doing a various lab testing. And lab testing begins typically around $200 and go all the way up to $50,000. So if you're not sure what you should be testing for, then again, I would go to the Rosie Referral Network and talk to one of the uh, partners. And what we could do is we can recommend what specific tests you might have based upon your actual conditions of where you live at. Very good. Well, we've got uh, Kevin on the line who's got a great question for us. So let's see if we can at least get it fielded. And I'm going to go out on a limb by his area code of his telephone number. It indicates he's from uh, an, an area in New York that covers the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, and he's got questions for renters. So I think we've got a new uh, resident to the state of Arizona. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Been here for 10 years. Just can't get rid of the number. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've been in rentals primarily, and we've always thought about water filtration. We use like a countertop uh, charcoal type filter that's supposed to be pretty well. I won't name the brand, um, but I want to know: is there a better option that's available to like renters? Um, that's for, a great. That's a great question. That's yeah. a great question. You just hang on. We're gonna have to answer that after bottom of the hour news break. But that's a great question. How can a renter be assured of the drinking quality that they want? on the house we're talking water in arizona the entire month of august and we're doing it in a way 
to reassure you that are here and those of you that are trying to convince your kids to move back and your cousins to come over, we're in Arizona's in great shape. We're not going to be sounding the alarmist bell at Rosie on the House. We are in incredibly good position, even in the middle of this incredible drought or not. I hope we're not in the middle. I hope we're near the end of it. But uh, uh, Arizona's in good shape. So we're talking water treatment today at your house. And I want to make sure y'all don't feel like we're trying to be alarmist. This is a brand new issue that the EPA has just determined these forever chemicals are now being recycled enough and accumulating enough that even in rainwater around the globe, these particles can be found. So if you're interested in eliminating that and getting rid of it in your drinking water supply, there are plenty of ways to do it. We are not sounding the alarm. We're here bringing you information. Now, you talked to Kevin on the break, bud. I did, and I asked him what brought him to Arizona, and he said, well, living in Queens, I had a dream of owning a car, and I knew it would never happen. <laughs> so went to college in Arizona and never left. <laughs> All right. All right. But they, purif- they rent right now, and they purify their water with um, a unit that you would put next to your kitchen sink. Then you take the water from the sink, put it in the tank, and then it comes through a charcoal filter goes in another holding tank and it's got like an iced tea spout at the bottom you'd fill it up he wants to know how do i get that to my ice maker unfortunately there that's not going to happen so when you have a countertop or pour through pitcher basically they're limited on the effectiveness and most of them don't have enough capacity uh, to they have too little media to be effective and so like we're talking about PFAS, there's over 4,700 compounds of PFAS. And at best, those little carbon filters may be effective against a handful. So the vast majority of, of, of refrigerator filters, pour-through pitchers, and even the great big ones that are on the countertop, they're just not big enough to do that. And also, uh, they don't have pressure. So the refrigerators typically need 35 or 40 PSI. And so when you have zero, the only way you're going to get there is you have to have a pump. And to be, you, and if you have a pump, you're going to have to have a reservoir. And so it creates a whole lot of different things. And the most important thing is when, it, when we're talking about PFAS, there's third party, the third party group. If you walk through your home, virtually all your appliances are certified by the National Sanitation Foundation. They have standards, what they call NSF P473, NSF Standard 53. Those are certifications to remove PFAS and PFAS from the water. And so you want to make sure if you're concerned about this is to see if your particular technology has been certified to remove it. So instead of just somebody saying, yes, it's going to do that, you can go verify for yourself. Now, John, have you ever sold a whole house water treatment system to a renter? Uh, yes. And so renters can have a, a water system. Typically, uh, what we need to do is actually do a site survey. And so what we do is schedule an appointment, go out, look at the water, the plumbing, the fixture count. And sometimes we'll need, per- we usually always need permission from the landlord, the property owner. And there may be people renting a house while they're building a home. And sometimes it could be a long, as long as a year, year and a half process. We can actually transfer the warranty and the equipment from house to house. So we can go from house A to house B. What, so, what, so, what, what, it's even bigger than that. What did you say? The, the so Connecticut Kinetico equipment so the, warranty so they, transfers they, between they, how many different countries? So Connecticut is <laughs> uh, every nut, bolt, and screw is made in the United States of America. We're kind of proud of that. 
And so they're all made here, but the equipment and the warranty are transferable everywhere Connecticut is. So in Connecticut is in over 130 countries. We can go to virtually any any country any sane person would want to live. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. But so you have sold to renters. Yes, sir. And they can get that quality of water and pick the unit up and take it with them when they leave. Correct. And the equipment and the warranty are transferable from house A to house B. And just okay. to give a perspective, how long is that warranty? I mean, we're talking equipment that's going to last yeah, decades. And so Connecticut's concept of operations has always been to under-promise and over-deliver. So we have the first Connecticut ever built in 1970 is actually still running. And, uh, and so most of our equipment over the years, we started with like one-year warranty, three-year warranty. Now we're up to 10-year warranty. But we also have a performance guarantee where we guarantee the, the, not only the widget, but the water produced by the widget is guaranteed the water quality for 10 straight years. And the equipment sometimes has 20, 30, 40-year life cycles. It's just you're past the warranty, but if it's still working, no need to replace yeah, it. Exactly. And explain the name. Kinetico. So the concept of Kinetico, we work off the kinetic energy of the water. So generally speaking, most water systems use electricity and have an electric-based controller, microprocessor-based controller, and they use a ton of water, a ton of salt that use electricity. Kinetico works off the kinetic energy of the water, hence the name Kinetico. So it's a water meter, just like the water meter on the street. So if you water meter, you're not using any water, it's static. You turn the water on, the turbine starts turning. That's the way the Kinetico works. It works off the kinetic energy of the water, and it's the world's most efficient systems. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining in America. 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 That's, That's we're proud of that. <laughs> uh, and you know, John, uh, you've been so good. At, you haven't even given your phone number out. Well, <laughs> you, you may be uh, piquing some interest out okay. there. How would yeah. people get a hold of so Connecticut? Our, so our, our Connecticut office number is 602-437-2474, 602-437-2474. And if you have a question, if you're curious, if you just, you know, if you want to know more, you can call us up. We'll be more than happy to help you out. Okay. And in studying these PFAS, which I say I, I just became aware of in the last couple of months, I, I didn't want to alarm people, but I wanted to kind of bring them up to speed. I did find where you could mail order home test kits that you could then send off to laboratories and they would give you an analysis. Now, I found those on on the internet from 80 to $300, but you send them to local yeah, labs. Exactly. And so the problem with a, with a mail-order lab, a lot of times the tests, they are proven to be dubious, and so they will they may have a prepackaged response that they send to people. Uh-oh. And so we suggest, and the EPA suggests, using an EPA-certified lab. So there's only a handful of those that are out there. And the EPA-certified lab, uh, like I said, Chandler Analytical here in the Valley, IAS Laboratories, and the advantage is, is they are equipped to do what we call drinking water testing. So most laboratories do aquatic testing, they do agricultural testing, and they may not even have the equipment and the protocol to be able to do the appropriate lab test. Yeah, the, the website I found encouraged people, find a state-certified laboratory, local state-certified laboratory to use the testing permits. So 
where can I find these products? I can find them in seafood. I can find them in meat. I can find them in dairy. I can find them in grains. I can find them in carbonated water. I can find them in non-carbonated bottled water. I can find them in honey, eggs, and vegetables. They can be found in food wrappers, microwavable popcorn bags, and takeout containers, as well as pet food bags. So when they start, and as well as carpet, leather, clothing, packaging material, and non-stick cookware. So I thought it was funny when they said, okay, what can I do to cut back on these exposures? Number one, check your drinking water. Mm-hmm. Absolutely number one. Number two, quit eating that. Quit eating fast food. <laughs> the containers. I thought that was pretty. Uh, I thought that was pretty. I got that one taken care of. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty good. So uh, we haven't talked much or we haven't clarified, I don't think, enough about what a loop is. We talked about if a house has a loop. It's going to take the soft water through all the appliances in the house, but not the outside faucets uh, and not the kitchen. So if I've got, and 80% of the homes in Arizona don't have a loop. Correct. Okay. So what happens if I want water softener? I don't have a loop. How are you going to accommodate me? Uh, What we do is we go out and look at the house and we look for where the water main is, where the riser is, uh, the fixture count, the pipe size. We're going to end up seeing the confluence of where the drain, water, and space meet. And sometimes that's in a garage, sometimes it's on the side of the house, sometimes it's in the back. And so the plumbing of the house, we basically, because of our license, we're licensed plumbers to do plumbing for the water, we will figure that out. So some houses it can be like a main, what we call a mainline break, the riser comes in and right next to the garage and it's right there. Some houses it's literally 150 feet away and we have to figure out where we're going to put it. So yeah. sometimes we'll have jobs that take three or four plumbers two days to install it. We have other jobs, we can do it in a matter of an hour. And so it all depends on the plumbing. Have you ever found a house without a loop that you couldn't soften? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's certain houses. That, Is there really? And, yeah, there's, and, and so I would say probably in the course of, I've been in the water industry for 40 years, and there's probably been five times I've encountered a house where we, we couldn't be done. I'll be done. So, so there, it is possible, and, uh, but, but most, of the, most of the time we can do it. Okay. So covering water in the great state of Arizona, Romy's got some great guests lined up that are going to take us all the way up the headwaters of the Snake River and where the water comes from and how it finds its way here and what we're going to do with it and how we're going to protect our supply and how we're going to adjudicate it and separate it and make sure everybody gets their fair share. We'll be talking about that all month long. Today, we're talking about the water that's getting delivered to your home. And we put the article together that we mailed out in our weekly newsletter. It goes out by subscription only. Romy, I ran the math on that newsletter. You know, we have distributed over our 30 years, we have distributed over 7 million of our newsletters by subscription that, only. You know, it adds, we, we don't, it adds up. We don't, we don't spam anybody. If you don't ask for it, you don't get it. But by subscription only, we've sent out over 7 million of our newsletters over the last three decades. And in today's newsletter, we talk about the water at your home. Like John said, the cities are doing a great job providing safe water to the millions of us that depend on that. 
we may want to talk a little bit about people like Romy, live out on the ranch, have their own well. What do they have to do to be concerned about? Do y'all, will y'all address a well? Exactly. The, the U.S. EPA suggests that people that have a private well have their water tested every, every five years. And so it should be typically when it's tested, when you drill a well in Arizona, the well driller does a simple test for E. coli. 99% of the time it comes back negative, and most people are naive enough to think that that means they have good water. That doesn't mean anything. It just means you don't have E. coli in the water. <laughs> so they, they suggest you actually have an EPA-certified drinking water test. Go to an EPA-certified lab. And basically, a lot of the wells in Arizona, they have a shared well. So there may be four houses that are sharing one well. And usually somebody is designated as the well master or the lead person of it. And they should pool the resources and basically have the water tested every five years. Okay. At the same time, when you drill the well, uh, there's a, a handwritten document called the well drill log. And basically, yeah. if you take the well drill log and a water analysis to a water expert like Connecticut, what we could do is look at the results, and we can interpret that, and we can show you where you're at today, and over time, we can project the future. Very and so good. It, it, and so in Arizona, like we've been talking about PFAS, but in Arizona, we have a host of different issues. That and are, let, let's talk about some of those other issues, both in well water and community-supplied water and municipal-supplied water, but we'll have to do it right after this short break. We'll be back with John Owens of Connecticut Water System right here at Rosie on the House. Well, you're always great with very technical information, Mr. Owens, and you have not disappointed today. I have another question for you, Romy. You educated me a little bit about bottled water. Oh. <laughs> and the additives they put in this. Share, share with everybody that point. So if you get a, have a bottle of water and you look at the ingredients, most of them add minerals back into the bottled water including sodium which makes you thirsty so you're buying a product that makes you thirstier when you think you're <laughs> hydrating yourself and the company response to that well uh you know those those are minerals you would find in any water anyway okay so then why spend extra for a bottled water if you put minerals back in it after you run it through an ro so you have to add it back in you have to willingly know that you're adding it back in because it, it's coming through the RO, it wouldn't exist there, right? So I'm not sure if I say I don't, I'm not sure if I understand your question. Oh, Wait, say that, say that again. When you get an RO, when you purify the water, yeah. And let's say I'm, I've run it through my personal sink. Okay. And I did a test on it. Okay. I wouldn't have to list ingredients of. Um, I'm looking at Rosie's bottle of water here. Uh, sodium. Uh, uh, Chloroified, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah. Me, so, if so, we ran a test yep. on Connecticut water, uh -huh. run through the softener, run okay. through the RO, what would we find in that? What would we find in that water? What you're going to find is water. And so H2O. <laughs> so water is considered H2O. And that, so that's pretty so, simple, John. <laughs> so if you look at it uh, on the FDA guidelines on the side of a bottle, they mandate they have to disclose the nutritional facts, and it always goes zero calories, zero, car zero carbohydrates, because there's effectively zero nutrition in water. And if you're camping in the wilderness or if you're basically uh, traveling throughout Europe or taking a cruise around the world, 
and you're unsure if you have to buy bottled water instead of a soda or beer, what you can do is you can actually take a little cap, put down samples, and if you have a butterfly, a dog or a cat or a cow, and you give them a choice, 100% of the time, whatever's the purest water is the one they empty first. So if you want to know which water is the water you should drink, that's an actual fact. You can actually put it to the test. And we documented in Western Maricopa County, providing cows at local dairies, they drank more water, produced additional milk, live longer, stay healthier, and the farmer nets an extra 33 cents a day profit per cow. So I always tell people if it's good for a cow, it might be good for humans. Typically, when we go to the doctor, we cover both eyes and go, hey, doc, did you move the chart yet? It's amazing who's smarter. <laughs> and an additional to those uh, listings about, you know, what's in it, they also have to have ingredients listed. And if you look at a bottle of water, most of them have additional ingredients that have minerals that, that are yeah, they, they, they do what they call it. They add what they call an essential mineral solution. So like Romy just said, they add sodium back in. And so the reason why is because it, 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 it they say flavor and taste. But in reality, when you drink more salt, you get more thirsty, drink more water. So it's cause and effect. But we already live in the Salt River Valley. So typically under most of the valley, about a half a mile underground, there's a three-mile thick solid salt deposit. Right in the West Valley across the street from Luke Air Force Base is Morton Salt. And they actually, if you use rock salt, road salt, table salt west of the Mississippi, about 85% of it comes from Phoenix, Arizona. And so uh, we live in the Salt River Valley. I'm pretty confident we get plenty of salt to begin with. (laughs) Don't need to add it into our bottle of water. Correct. Well, again, John, we appreciate you coming in and talking the water delivery to the house, particularly in light of this new concern of the PFAS. Uh, And again, Arizona listeners, we're not here trying to be alarmist, okay? We're just trying to hear, like we always say, we're here to inform, educate, and hopefully entertain you just a little bit as well. Yeah, and what, what I was going to say is that when you do a test, we were, we were talking about Romy's house earlier, but generally speaking, in, if you have questions about which test you ought to be looking at, if you're here in central Arizona, nitrates, nitrites, chloride, hardness, uh, sodium, fluoride, pH, tannins, uh, alkalinity, arsenic is a big one. So in many places in the country, arsenic is an industrial contaminant or byproduct, and here it's naturally occurring in very high levels. And the best thing to do is instead of like this new thing with PFAS, PFAS, uh, I would never be alarmed about specific things. If you are, you have concern, talk to a water professional like in the Rosie Referral Network. And go it, go ahead and give your phone number, John. We're going to be wrapping it's up here. 602-437-2474. But it makes sense to look at a macro look at everything in the water rather than just one thing. So you can get a product that can, like if you have cancer and somebody gives you an aspirin, it might fix the headache. It might not do diddly <laughs> to the cancer. So it makes sense to look at a macro look at everything with water. And what you want to do is talk to a professional who can help you John Owens, Connecticut, 602-437-2474. John, thanks a bunch. Folks, y'all can line up now for the next hour at one 767 4348 We'll be talking everything you want to talk about concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. 